Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Lantheos, and welcome to the Red Button Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Cadler Draven. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm fantastic, Cadler. How about yourself? Oh, I feel wonderful. I feel well-rested. I feel energetic. I'm ready to go, sir. We are going to do this, and it's going to be a good time. Hopefully, we're going to have a really good time. Hopefully, we're going to have a really good podcast for you guys. We're going to be talking all about decisions this week. Lan, I think decisions. Um, You have so many decisions to make as a broadcaster, and I think it all kind of starts with the title. How do you go about picking a title for your stream, Lan? Well, there's there's two routes to go about it. Well, there's actually a million routes to go about it. But let's start with the two uh, middle of the road ones. Let's start with: um, Are you informational with your with your title, or are you a completely clickbait? Oh. Which tease? Okay, so so we could either go with something like uh, like I do with Prison Architect, where I'm like uh, I sub- I like state my goal in the title, right? So I let people yes. know what I'm attempting to do, or I could put a title like "You'll never guess what this prison's doing." Oh my God! Click here, and or roast my prison challenge. Yeah, so it's what what makes a good title? I think is a short but sweet. Expose, I guess you'd say, of what is going to be going on. I think that would be the best way to title it. But we've learned from things like YouTube and Twitch and viewership that the clickbait actually does do very, very well. So is the clickbait fact or fiction? I guess that's that's my question here. I would say if you're stating stuff just to get people to click on it that isn't relevant to the game itself, it falls into the realm of clickbait. I think you need to have... A factual yet entertaining title would be the best way for me to put it. That's what I always aim for is a factual but entertaining title. What do you go for? I generally do the same. Um, I, I put in something that's kind of clickbaity at the front. I put in some kind of, um, like, imagine it's a sitcom. I put in that sitcom title, just a short five or six word um, title of, you know, if we're playing a game like Ark, did the dinos live or die? Find out tonight on Ark. And then I'll put in a, a bracket or a, a pipe, a pipette, and I'll put, you know, arc with followers, da 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 day whatever, and I will have a factual end to it. But I do kind of do a clickbait slash informational title. So, see, I would say the I one play that on both I was, sides of the fence. The one I was using for yesterday, which we'll be getting into a little bit more, was just very nondescript. It was totally just to get people to click in and, and see what I was doing and to see essentially how I was surviving. So I, I think there there's merits to both. I don't think it really You've got to let people you've got to let people know what you mean by yesterday because not everybody knows what happened yesterday. So Kat, why don't you take a minute here and explain to our uh, audience what yesterday was. So yesterday was the 24 hour Cadler Draven celebratory madness of hitting the 250 follower mark, which we blew out of the water. Uh, everybody that joined, thank you, thank you guys so much for coming in and hanging out with me. But uh, it was we just did a 24-hour stream, made it about 18 hours. Had to get a little bit of rest for the podcast, but it it went well. We had a we did a lot of co-op stuff. I had a lot of people coming in and hanging out. It was a really good time. But I just put the title as 24-hour madness. And I let people go based on that because I was playing a wide variety of games. I didn't want to have to change the title all the time. So would that be a clickbait or a fact-based title? I think it's both. 
I think that would be both, yes. I think you'd be sitting in that avenue. Um, I guess my issue is when you have pure clickbait with things like the word boobs in it. Just knowing you're going to get um, viewers because you put that word boobs in it. And to me, that's that's low and underhanded. You're, you're basically stepping into a tabloid realm. You're stepping into a non-professional realm. Anytime you start doing that, you're... I guess you're going in the shady side of things to me, but that's that's where I stand. I'm going to have to give this a shot now. I'm just going to make my title of my next stream boobs, and I'm going to compare to like my average viewer count on, on any given day with a normal title to the boobs title. And we'll see. We'll run some scientific experiments. I think it could be fun. Now, let me... Let me take a second here and um, just say, let's have a moment of silence for Cadler Draven's old channel um, that Twitch got rid of after he did something so... Uh, and I'm making a joke there, guys, but you have to realize, too, that he, your mileage may vary with that. And if you go too far out with your clickbaits, there's a chance that Twitch could very well... You know, they're saying boobs in your chat, and then there's making boobs your title, which is something that Twitch can see very openly. So... Yeah, I would never actually recommend doing something like that. I think... I think as long as your title's telling everybody what it, what's going on, you're fine. Regardless if you want to call it clickbait, if you want to call it fact, but you know that's a decision you have to make is is to how you want to present your title. But you also have once you actually get into your stream, you got the title, you got it running. You have other decisions you have to make as a broadcaster, right? Like we make decisions the whole yeah. time we're streaming. And one well, of the one of the more common ones that you're seeing right now, given the climate of America is political issues. Everybody wants to talk about political issues or what would be called socially borderline issues. And that's such a line, right? Like we have, do we have a duty as streamers to keep everybody in a good mood and happy? Or do we have a duty to tell people answers when they ask us a question? I, 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 whoo. Ooh. That's the definite right there. Like anytime somebody brings up politics and chat, you're like, Ugh, um, I, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the definition right there for me. Um, politics are a bad thing. Um, I tend to think that people come to sites like Twitch for one of two reasons. One to either be a complete asshole and talk about those issues or two to avoid those issues and have fun and relax and, you know, entertain and, and be entertained. And to me, as a broadcaster, I'm not... You made a, an analogy a long time ago about Joey from Friends breaking the fourth wall. It's the same thing that I don't want to see... Um, I don't want to see people uh, coming in and... and, and talking about politics on my favorite sitcom shows. So I work very hard to keep politics out of it. Now, um, Thursday, just this last Thursday in the news, there was a, a shooting in Dallas where um, people were, and, and we don't even know all the, all the, all the details yet, so I'm not going to go into it, but people were shooting at cops from high-rises in Dallas, and people were coming into my chat because this was happening live as I was streaming and discussing the whole, did you hear what happened in Dallas? And it's very hard as a streamer to try to disarm a topic like this because people's nature is to bring up the negative. We want to talk about the negative, and you know, then we want to talk about Hillary, and we want to talk about... Uh, Trump, and we want to talk about, you know, Hitler, and we want to bring up all these things throughout history. Hell, you know, political issues just as much. You could say that Hitler was a political issue that's still reoccurring to this day that people are talking about. Absolutely. But it's a very, it is, and it's a, it's a hard topic. I mean, how do you, I just try to play dumb and like, uh, and glaze over when people bring it up or ignore it. How do you deal when people come in and talk politics in your chat? I just, I flat out say, let's, let's keep the real world out in the real world. 
Like we we come. I look at Twitch much like I, I look at like a television show. You're you're watching something to get your mind off of whatever was going on in your day. Like whatever happened in your day. You had a shitty day at work. You plopped down on the couch. You could turn on HBO or you can turn on Twitch. Like I wouldn't want HBO talking to me about like I don't want Tyrion Lannister telling yeah. me about Brexit. I don't really care. I just want to be entertained for a while. So I do my best to to just rein it in right off the bat. Like, hey, guys, I know this is something that you want to talk about, but let's leave real life out in the real life. Let's just sit back and watch some games and have a laugh. Because during times of tragedy, personally, I think everybody just needs a good laugh. They need to separate themselves from how, I'll put it bluntly, how shitty real life can be sometimes. And I think as a broadcaster, we have an obligation to try to keep people in a happier spot than, than when they got there. And I, I always tell people when they come into my chat, if you're leaving happier than when you got here, I did my job. And I really mean exactly. that. I mean that a hundred percent. So I totally agree with you. Now, do you treat regulars any different? So say you're running a, even like an off hour stream or it's just a slow night. Would you be more inclined to allow political chats and, and no. social issues? If it's just regulars, no. people that are normal. Nope. How come? Nope. There is there is a precedent that you need to set. And I don't care how close you get to your regulars and how awesome your regulars are. And, and trust me, I have some of the most amazing regulars in the pirate ship. But once there's an expression that once you let the camel stick his nose in the tent, pretty soon the whole camel's in the tent. And it's hard. I mean, unless you have a closed stream. And even then, if you have, you know, people that stop in that can't type, let's say I was a partner and I did have a sub only day. Those non-subs will see that conversation, whether they can chime in or not, and um, then they think they're going to come in next time and they're going to be able to discuss those issues. So I find it's better, bar none, to leave those discussions at the door. Now, if people want to talk privately on Discord or if people want to have a conversation elsewhere, I'm more okay with having that discussion elsewhere. But on stream, absolutely not. There is no, no good time for that. Okay, so you you just try to stay as as far away from anything outside of of what's going I on. I stay with you. that like I stay away from that like Ebola. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Okay, but I, I understand that people want to people want to discuss these these topics and these issues. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a heated warning um, as a broadcaster. And this is this is what I've learned working in Hollywood over the years. This is what I've learned working in production. What I've learned working in media and. Um, not to step on your toes there, Cad, but uh, when it comes to what you say on stream and what you say online and what you say on your damn Twitter even, you are a, a personality now. You know, you might have 30 followers on the internet on some weird website that most of the population has never heard of, but in the same fact, you do have a responsibility to to what you say. And, you know, you can feel one way completely about something um, but when you get on stream or you get on your Twitter, it is not your place to give those political affiliations to 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 gripe in on one group or another or to stick up for one group or another. Neutral is probably the best route you can go. It's the safest route. Now, it's also the biggest pansy route, and I'm sure people are going to be calling me a pansy for this one. But it is the most baseline neutral thing that you, you say. Okay, <clears throat> there's a joke right now about Hillary and Trump, and it says... Um, Hillary and Trump are on a boat in the middle of the ocean. If the boat sinks, who wins? And the punchline is America. Now, one way or the other, that even that joke that makes fun of both of them is going to offend either the Hillary fans or the Trump fans. So you can't win no matter what you say. 
And that's where I'm saying maintaining neutral is probably the smartest move you can make as a broadcaster for your viewership and the health of your channel. Yeah, you you have to remember, and I'm just really starting to, to realize this now as my channel grows, that your words have power. And your words really oh, yeah. do have meaning, and and you have to remember that that these are these are people on the other side of a computer screen. You know, you really know nothing about them. Like for exactly. as for as open as and transparent as as you are as a broadcaster, you know less about your viewers than they know about you. And you would I like to keep like I'm very protective of most of my personal things. You know, I don't really like talking too much about my private life and and I like my viewers know way more about me than than I know of them and so you don't know what your words are going to mean to somebody you don't know how they're going to exactly. take those words so it's important to remember that your your words are almost like a loaded gun and you need to be really careful with it because you never know, know what's going what you're going to hit with them Exactly. And I know saying this is probably going to somebody's going to be pissed at me for this but it's like that expression that everybody on the internet is a dude even if they say they're a chick, they're a dude. You really do know nothing about your viewers. You, there's a fine line between what we share and what we don't share. And there are some things that you should absolutely never, ever share. And one of those are political views or issues such as religion, politics, sex. Those are the kind of things that they tell you to stay away from in business, at parties, wherever. And it's true even here, guys. Imagine that Twitch is a company party, for those of you that are adults, and you don't talk about those topics. So... But then, you know, there are back scenes things like Kadler and I have had many conversations about many topics that we're not going to go into here that do show those things. And you start to ally with other streamers and you start to get to know other streamers. And I mean, how do you I don't even know how to explain this here. I mean, how do you get to know other streamers and how if you only show so much, how do you ever get to ally with other streamers and how do you get to know them on more than a professional level and be able to stand shoulder to shoulder as broadcasters with them if you only disclose so much on your stream? Well, well, me and you, I think, are kind of an odd case because we kind of fell ass backwards into each other. So yes. I don't think we can really use us as an example. But when I try to network with other streamers, I I play the the passive route. I go into channels. I'll I'll talk. I'll I'll listen to what they're saying. I'll chime in. I'll try to develop a rapport with them, and and then from there it might grow. And and you need to just okay. kind of you kind of get to get your foot in the door so like through you i've met a lot of great streamers you've done so much legwork before me to get that that built in so i think you just have to kind of go in and just make yourself known don't you don't go into a channel and you don't go screaming like hey this is my twitch.tv hey, yeah yeah exactly yes. you don't want to yeah, do, do that you just want to just kind of go in and be a be a dude Everybody on the internet's a dude, like you just said. Go in and be a dude. I think that's the best way to go about it. Be a dude. But, you know, and, and we've, we've, we've talked about this in the past, about how to go in and politely um, let somebody know that you are a streamer. But I'm, I'm more talking once you... Once you've now, let's, how can I use this in Hollywood terms? You've romanced somebody. You've bromanced somebody. You've started to get to know them. How do you pull the trigger and then say, hey, you know, let's work on a collab or let's do this or that? Because we've talked about it. You don't just randomly walk up to a stranger at a bar and say, you're awesome, dude. You got crazy women all around you. You got all the bros here. You're doing shots on the table. Let's hang out. The dude's, the guy's going to be like, you're crazy. You're a freak. Get out of here. So you've done your legwork. You've romanced the, the, the other bro broadcaster. And I don't mean romantically, guys. I mean as far as courting them in a, in a professional business sense. How do you pull that trigger and how do you actually start, you know, forming a... Because it is a business partnership, but there's also a bit of friendship in there if you work with other streamers. So how do you actually pull that trigger? And this is where you and I very, very differently because you are a... 
you're a very um, easygoing kind of guy and you like to skirt around issues, whereas <laughs> I am like a bull in a china shop and I just say, this is how it is, this is how I feel, this is where I stand, you tell me what you think. Uh, well, I, I, think it's, I think that's more of a two-part question. So I'm going to break this down a little okay. bit if I'm understanding the direction you're going with this. So how do you broach the subject of doing a collab? I, I think you have to have an idea. You have to come at it with at least something. So let's use me and you for an example because this is very oh near and dear to our hearts, right? I came to you and I said, listen, I have this idea for a podcast. I have nobody else to do this with. I like what you're putting out. Let's sit down and talk about it. So I didn't start out by asking you, let's do this podcast. I said, let's sit down and see if we can come up with some ideas, if this is something you'd be into. So it's a great way to do it. So you have to come I, up. I didn't even feel, Go ahead. I didn't even feel threatened or like pushed or anything when you came to me and said that. So that's guys, sorry, continue. No, but that's no. a really good point right there. What he's talking about. So you just, you want to, you want to just come up with, have an idea and have a, a general outline for whatever you're trying to paint to whoever you want to partner up with. Um, so now that you've approached somebody, I mean, how do you, once you've courted them and you've gotten them in a sweet spot where, you know, you can start to have a little more, um, in-depth conversation privately off of a stream and everything. How do you fuck your 24 hour stream? Um, <laughs> we try this again. So now that you've met somebody and you've started to talk to them off stream a little bit and, and you've, you've courted them and you've come to them with that idea. You, you start getting to know them. How do you actually ally properly? You know, how, like, Catler and I have two very different views on things. Catler says, yay to teams. Lance says, I don't do team, teams. And, you know, so let's say you can't really, um, you can't really get into the point where you fully agree with a streamer. How do you decide, Cadler? Let's say, let's say you know, Cadler, you were you were a diehard liberal and I was a diehard Republican, for example. And I'm sitting there spouting uh, Second Amendment rhetoric, and I'm spouting, you know, Trump for president rhetoric on my stream. How how can you say that? Yes, I can ally with this guy. Can you live with somebody who shows those like sex, uh, politics, and religion kind of? I mean, how? Where do you say it's okay to? I, I think I, I see where you're going with this. Like, how do you how do you like say you got something going and then you go, oh, this is not going to work. And how yeah, do you I just get I just made a partnership with Ted Nugent. What do I do now? Yeah, like how do you back yourself away from that? Like, sorry, bro, didn't know it was this kind of party. Like, uh, you can keep that giant pile of you know what over there. You, I don't know. I'm. I'm just maybe I'm too chill for my own good. I I I slowly remove myself from the situation, and I make myself You're less too chill for your own good. I I make myself less and less available for uh, things to be worked on together. I keep myself uh -huh. busy with other um, like either other streamers or other types of collaborations, other projects that I'm working on. So, so you don't even have an official Twitch breakup then? No. That's what you're telling me. No. We, you, we do the, you do the slowly stop calling less and less, and then eventually it's just over. You don't even give the person the benefit of, it's not me, it's you, and break up with them. No, because it's not me, it's them. So I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, sometimes you just have to accept that the, the world keeps turning, and there will be other streamers to collaborate with. Maybe I don't. I, just I'm sitting here with my mouth hanging wide open, guys, because there's 
There's a special place in broadcaster hell for somebody like that. Um, really? I'm gonna have to absolutely. I'm gonna absolutely have to disagree with you on this point. I'm sorry, Cad. I love you to death, but the, you're wrong on this one, in my opinion. Um, in business, you never pull that that stunt. In business, you you terminate a contract when it's over. You go to that company or you go to that person. And you say, look, this contract isn't um, legally fulfilling or uh, 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 fulfilling either of parties' needs. This is not going to work. I'm sorry. Let's go our separate ways and be professional about it. I think just playing the slow fade. Is, uh, is a great way to have hurt feelings in the end. If you're just up front with people and you tell people how you really feel and you say, look, this isn't working, it's you, it's not me, I'm just not able to align with you, or X, Y, Z, I have a lot more respect for somebody who's willing to do that than somebody who plays the slow fade. I, now, okay, I can I can see it from your point now, but to, to counterpoint, all right, so what if you're just starting to feel things out? There's nothing even really worked on. Say we were at that point before we started podcast one, right? And I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, is it easier just to be like, I I don't have an obligation to be like, I don't want to work with you. I I have no obligation like that because we've never actually worked on anything. We have no agreements on anything. So I think it's easier to just fade back and just be like, listen, it's like, just kind of distance yourself and everybody gets the hint at that point and then nobody has to deal no, with that people, awkward... People don't get the hint. Some people are so damn dense in this world that you have to drop a cinder block on their head with a note on it in order for them to get it. If this was not working, let's say let's say this was not working. And guys, let me, let me just tell y'all, this is a great partnership between Cadler and I. We work very well together. So we're just using this as a as a vessel here to explain our, our, our example. But Cadler, if this was not working and anything, I'd say, look, man, you know, uh, great guy, but I don't think that this whole layout is going to work between you and I. What did I do? Did I, did I not call enough? Did I, I, (laughs) did you need more hugs? I can hug more. I can be more huggy. That's where you turn to the person and you say, I'm sorry, this is just business. And like we've discussed before on the stream, whether or not it's, it's, business or it's a hobby or whatever you always want to treat your stream professionally and that's where you can look at somebody and say I'm sorry this is nothing personal but this is a professional matter and you know I don't feel like this is a good growth area for my channel this is not exactly who I want to invite into my channel and there's nothing wrong with saying that and just be cool with it I, I mean I think your way is the more professional way and I I think given certain circumstances just the sucky hard way I, I think if if it's one-on-one and there's nothing else tied to it. It's easy to do a straight break like that. But I think if you have to take into account, you're dealing with a community based thing. I think my way does have merit. I think you undersell it a little bit. If I'm being fair, I think you undersell my method a little bit to keep outside third party people from dealing with the backlash. But I'll tell you what, eventually if you're working in a community based environment and you're going to see that person in other streams or in co-ops or in discord channels, you're better off going to that person directly and saying, look, this isn't going to work rather than them sitting there wondering, well, why does he want to stream with me anymore? What, what's, what's the problem? Why, why won't he, why doesn't he want to, to, to get in discord? Why doesn't he want to stream? And you're going to avoid a lot more, I think, third party, uh, crap that way. But anyway, we could probably discuss we this could for talk now about or the this next. forever. We really could. So now. Let's say you, um, we hear this uh, issue a lot that people want to come in and they want to say, um, shout me out, shout me out, shout me out. How do you deal with, with pushy streamers? How do you deal with streamers, um, that, that do do that? How do you deal with, you know, raids? Like, let's say somebody comes in and they, they bring eight people with them and you've never heard of this person before. Do you automatically shout out and say, give a caster command to person XYZ because they've sent now an eight party raid slash host over to your channel? Or what do you, how do you, how do you deal with it? 
I think I think if it's more than one occasion, if they do it more than once, and and they hang out with you and they chat with you, and and they become almost like a, a surrogate regular into your channel. Like so, say they follow, they they host you twice a week at the same time, you know, every single week. Then then I think it's totally acceptable. They're doing you a solid. They're doing you a solid, and I think that you can kind of just do them a solid back. Just say, hey, thank you to twitch.tv slash um, Joe Plays Games. Go check him out. He's been a good friend Absolutely. of the stream. Um, if somebody messages me and, and says, hey, can you give me a shout-out? I tell them straight up, listen, hang out. If, if I like what you're doing in the chat, I'll check out your channel. If I like what your channel's so doing, nice. if I like what your channel's doing, Maybe I'll give you shout outs. I'm like, don't don't bring You're it so up nice. again. You make me feel like a complete a-hole. No, I just uh, but legit, I, I go and people that do that, I do look at their channels and most of the time they're god awful and I never give them a shout out and they never come back to the channel again. So it really doesn't matter. But there's been times where I'm like, all right, this this guy's got some he's got some stuff. He's pretty okay. And so I'll shout him out every now and then. I guess I guess I'm kind of like Fight Club where the guys are standing on the door and they're like, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too old. When somebody says, can you shout me out, um, my my eater, my answer, no matter what, you could have 10 followers or you could have 100,000 followers. My answer is no. But I, what I will do, and I will tell you guys this in the background, and damn it, why am I giving my secret away? I will say no, and I will be stoic, and I will be a, a, a stone wall to you guys. But after the stream is over, I will go to that person's stream and I will look at them. And I will, I will look at their stream and I will see what they're about. Because I won't host somebody that I can't believe in. Somebody that does not have, like, the right values. They're not professional. You know, certain words that I won't allow on my channel. I'm not going to allow out of a host. Same thing. It's, for me, hosting is saying, I back what you do. I believe in what you do. That's not who I am. But, or, or, or I do believe in what you are or, or whatever. So no matter what, I will say no. And then I will always go look at it. Now, if somebody comes in and they just throw a host out there, hey, thanks, thanks for coming in with the with the with the host. Appreciate it. Da, 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 da. And if they're chill about it and if they're cool, I will probably hit them with a private message or check their page and then hit them with a private message and maybe start talking to them a little bit here and there. But I when people when people say, Can I have a shout out? That's the quickest way with me to not get a shout out. All right, but there's a difference between if they come into chat and just drop it in than if they do like a private message. If you come and chat and you drop it, it's just, no, that's just, that's bad etiquette. You don't want to do that to another channel. You don't really want to send them a PM either. Cause then it's kind of like begging for a smoke on the side of the road. But you, I think there's a little bit more respect to it. If they send you a, a private message, first. I would tend to send another streamer a private message and say, Hey man, check out your stream. Uh, really like what you're doing here. I, I know what you're all about. And uh, I'd like to talk to you further about the possibility, you know, of, you know, an alliance almost. And there's there's a better way to say it than that. And I'm kind of blanking here, but we'll, we'll start with that. Now, speaking of alliances and networking and raids and everything, um, have you actually done any any shoulder to shoulder work yet with Twitch? No, not with Twitch, but I'm I'm fairly well versed in, in doing networking on the creative side of things, which I think is not that much different, if you will. I think Twitch is just a different platform for creation hobnobbing, if you will. Do you but I know you spent you spent a long time in, in Hollywood I did. and stuff. I spent so a long time in, in very film well production. versed in this. See, I don't know if I would consider creative and production slash um film the same thing. Creative is people that do strange art sometimes and people that do um, 
social pieces or this and that, whereas Hollywood is so prim and proper and polished and etiquette. It's like, guys, we're going away to TwitchCon, and I'm on Cad's ass about the fact that he needs to get his nails done. I ain't getting my nails done. There it is. I knew he was going to say it. But that's one of those things that when you shake somebody's hands, the first thing you do in Hollywood is you look at their hands as you shake their hand. And that's one of those things you notice. That's one of those things I picked up working in Hollywood, believe it or not. And um, no, that doesn't make me, you know... uh, Homosexual that doesn't make me metrosexual. It just says good grooming is good grooming. So before we're going to go into that, I'm not going to worry about it. But I think it's a different industry. And I went to that Twitch event in Orlando. Um, now what? About 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 a month back. Yeah, about say three weeks, a month, something. And like that. you know, I didn't think I'd been out of Hollywood now for for a couple of years, and I thought that Twitch was a different avenue. And I realized just how Hollywood Twitch was when I showed up to that event. And um, there really is a lot that goes on to it behind the scenes that people don't ever realize that, you know, it's not only how great of a stream you throw or how many raids you you throw onto other channels or, you know, how much you network and get to know your own community of streamers that unless you stand shoulder to shoulder in real life with these people, there's just a level that you're not going to attain. Um, I, I I think that you you see it from a Hollywood aspect. I see it more of a business aspect. But Hollywood like is when business. you say you look at you look, I well you say you look at the hands first, and that really caught my attention. And and that is not at all how I was ever taught in the business world to shake a hand. You don't look at the hand; you look at man dead in the eye. You do, but as you go down, you 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 guide. You have to guide your hand in. You have to guide. And you, no. you have to guide. It's like docking no. a spaceship. You guide your no. You look and at you shake, but you look. You got to look at the hand. You, you, you don't your, do a good hand. You shake. put your hand down. And then you look up at their eyes. But the first thing you immediately look at, and this is, I learned this in psychology. You want to go to the business side of, of education. You go business, I go psychology. We look at people's hands first. We look at our most unguarded point that we're opening up to somebody. That's a hand. I think the eyes are the most unguarded point. People get so uncomfortable when you look at their eyes. I think that's why most people tend to look down. So we're going to do something a little. I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we're no, do no, something As go we're ahead. still discussing this, I want you guys to tweet at us this week and let us know because we're going to have the Red Button Podcast uh, Twitter account set up. We'll let you know what it is. We said this last week, I think, too. But we're going to have it set up. Let us know. Even if you just send us a tweet that says hands or eyes or boobs or feet or whatever that you look at first when you shake somebody's hands, what's the first thing you notice? Not the not when you not when you're supposed to look into their eyes, but what's the first thing you notice when you when you shake somebody's hands? All right, I'm thinking we have had more than enough business talk. I am bored of it, sir. I miss talking about games. Can we please talk about games? I want to talk about games again. Fine, Cad, but first, uh, first we need to walk and feed you. You've had a long day. So, guys, I have had a long day. We'll be right back after the break, and we're going to continue with, um, I guess Cad wants games, so we're going to go with games. So give us a couple of minutes, guys, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so done with the adulting. So I am so done with adulting. So let's talk a lot about... We're not done yet. I, I don't want to adult anymore. I'm so sick of adulting. Life is hard. Guys, you should see Kadler right now. He's got a baby rattle uh, in his hand and a bonnet on his head. Yeah. And he's shaking it away. All right. So let's talk about games, right? Because that's really what this is all about. And one of the hardest things to do is you have you have a regiment, right? As a streamer. On Mondays, you play a really awful game. And then on Tuesdays, you play Telltale games. And then on Wednesdays, you play building games. And then 
other games, so on and so forth. And then Sundays, you bring in talented people to play games with you. You have a schedule, right? But then you want to add a game. How do you go about eliminating a terrible game on Monday and put a better game in its place? Like, how do you make that decision to add a game to your rotation? I, I, um, I think it's easy. I think you just take a game out and put a game in, but there might be more to it. Might be more. Well, first off, shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired there, Mr. Cadler Draven. An awful game on Monday. Um, bringing talented people in on Sunday, yes. You know, I feel like giving the new people that are really, really low down there <laughs> a chance to come up and prove themselves and give themselves a, sh- a place to show in a higher arena. So, yes, shots fired. And, guys, this is all in good fun. But in all seriousness, how do you add... Um, how do you add games to your rotation? Because I do broadcast five nights a week. There is, you know, debauchery Sunday where we bring the little guy up with us. There is uh, usually Minecraft or Ark Monday, a builder kind of Monday. There is Telltale Tuesday. There is We Build Wednesdays, and then there is Darkest Salt My Dungeon Thursday. So when you have a um, when you have a crowd, and, and as a variety streamer, this is more this section is more targeted towards the variety guys Absolutely. because you have a, a group that comes in for certain games. I know certain people are going to come in for certain nights because of certain games. And my biggest complaint right now is I don't have enough hours in my Twitch week to broadcast all the games I want. I have viewers, you know, that have donated games to the stream that have said, Oh, go play um, this game or let's play that game or let's do this. How do you intelligently add um, games to your roster without pissing off your, your current um, viewership? I, I think and I guess it's not as easy as just throwing the game in there, like Cadler says. Cadler just. Oh, Cadler, I have no structure. Cadler, you give I have me no headache. structure. I have no structure. I, I, I wake up and I go, I'm going to play this today. And it seems to work okay for most people. But I, I think, to, to get on a more serious note, I think that you have. You, you run the risk of overloading. If say you say you have five games that you play, one game every night, five days a week, but you want to add a sixth game. So you know what? I'll do every other Monday. You'll do Minecraft, and then the first and third Monday you'll do Minecraft. The second and fourth you'll do art. You're going to do Minecraft? No, I'm saying just in general for people that play those. Eh. But I think you run the risk of if you start adding too many games and you start separating week by week, you you almost run a risk of of just overloading, right? Like you're not playing the same game. I, often I do agree. Enough. I do agree, but in the same fact, you know, your community that's there to hang out with each other and for your commentary is there for you and they're there for your commentary. And that's why we are variety streamers. If people wanted to see, you know, League of Legends every single day, they'd go follow League of Legends every single day. And that's fine. Twitch is a beautiful place that has many regions for many places. And a lot of times my games, I do decide just off of a gut feeling. Um, if anything, I feel like um, I feel like my schedule is, is almost put me in a box at this point. Um, and I want to make everybody be aware of that, that, you know, being a variety streamer is a great thing and I do love, and I love every single game I play, so don't get me wrong, but do I feel like my schedule is too, too structured? Yeah, absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. I feel like I need to shake, shake stuff up and be like, all right guys, you know what? You thought we were doing this on this night? Sorry. But then what about those people that come in? I know regulars that come in Thursday night just for Darkest Dungeon. So there's no Darkest Dungeon on Thursday and they don't know when it is because they stop in for five minutes and they say, well, hell, he's not playing Darkest Dungeon. What do we do now? And then they never know when to come back. So how do you get out of that box once you're in it? How do you intelligently add games to your rotation um, and not piss off your viewership, which is the... I like I, I like the way that you do it is you have it separated by type of game throughout the week. I think that's a really good way to go about it. So like genre based? Yeah, so you have like We Build Wednesdays, which gives you an entire genre on Wednesdays that you can play. You can play uh Factorio, you could play City Skylines, you could play Prison Architect, you could play like there's just a, a thousand games. You can play Banished, you can play a million games 
on Wednesdays. So you're not pigeonholed in to just yeah. just yeah. one game. And I think that's a great way to do it. I don't have it figured out. I have no structure. I probably should have more structure. If I'm completely honest, I should probably have more of a regiment. But is it really that awful to just eliminate a game and and move on to a new type of game? I, is there a, a real downside to it if we're if we're going to be honest about it? So so let's 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 use this as an example. So I'm currently playing Prison Architect, which we talked about last week on the Steam sale, um, and Cadler actually graciously picked up for me, and then I bought him my choice, which was Choice Chamber, which he yet to play. I didn't get um, I didn't get right but, to it. But so let's say that I'm playing. I'm playing PA, I'm playing Prison Architect, and I've now gotten, let's say, over 100 followers that are diehard in the Prison Architect family, in the in the Twitch community of Prison Architect. So I'm playing this game, and then I say, you know what? Done. Throw it away. You get rid of Prison Architect, what's to say you're not going to lose those 100 people? But what's to say losing those 100 people is a bad thing? So it's this weird juxtaposition of, once again, we're going back to that number, does it really count and does it really matter? I... I I think you have to look at it just from an analytical point, and and I know you see it from my point, that the analytics do matter because the analytics show what people are liking that you're doing. And and isn't that really what we're trying to do is to get the most people to like the content that we put out on a day-to-day basis? I I don't think there's anything – I think it would be intellectually dishonest for us to say that – we don't look at the analytics to see what people are liking. It, it would just be a flat out lie, which I don't think we should ever tell people. Oh, I'm an analytics monkey. I check my You're analytics after me. every stream. I thought I I'm had a problem with it. it until I met you, and then I'm like, holy shit, this it's, guy it's spreadsheets. It's the fact that I worked in business. It's I do not have spreadsheets, guys. Do not listen to him. I have uh, Stream Hatchet. I have um, Sully Gnome, and I use um, Social Blade. Those are the three I use. I do not have spreadsheets. I I use whatever one you yell at me to look at when you want to know something about my channel. You're like, go here. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. We'll look at it. But I, what about, what about doing something where the audience gets to choose where you let your followers. I've I've tried to do a straw poll, like on Twitter and everything. I've tried to put those things in. And um, unfortunately I get like just a couple of votes here and there. And what's funny is some of the people that will vote are people that, um, that actually don't even show up to the stream. So they'll go in and vote and say what they want to see, and then they don't even show up that night. So it's like, well, why in the hell am I listening to what you guys want? And, you know, my gut has always served me well in business and in production and in Twitch so far. So I kind of like, it's, I have this weird moment, like even if I'm at work, you know, I'm working at the restaurant, or if I'm, you know, grabbing a shower and having dinner before my stream, whatever, I'm like, it's, I used to say as a kid, what does my belly want when it came to eating? Now I'm like, what does my stream want tonight? Like, I literally sit there and I will ponder what to play. And, you know, there's nights that I just throw shit out the window and I'm like, you know what? We're not playing this. We're not playing Minecraft tonight. We're going to play GTA 5 instead. And people are like, oh, what? And you got to be cool with these decisions. You have to be comfortable, once again, comfortable, professional, and confident as a streamer in your decision to change these games. Now, Cadler. Yes. Let me ask you something. Okay. You're changing your games up. Now, all of a sudden, you get this Reddit message or this Twitch message or this Twitter DM, and it's a developer. Ooh. And you're now large enough that they want to give you a key and say, play my game. Okay. They're not offering to pay you. They're not telling you to advertise for them. They're just saying, play my game. Tell me what you think. Stream it if you want. No pressure. Let's just, you know, Twitch and chill. Do you legally have to... um? Let people know that this was a key provided by a developer. You know, it goes back to that old adage of it's only illegal if you get caught. No, but all all kidding aside, you I think you 
I'm not a lawyer, so this does not constitute any sort of legal Anal? advice. I'm not a Anal? lawyer. Uh, no, no. N A L. I am not a lawyer. Oh, I, well, I thought you were saying a different word, and I'm like, no, sir. No, no. I, I was. A N A L. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. I, then I, that's Never why mind, I'm, continue. That's why I'm not going to get continue. my nails done. I don't, I don't like the way this conversation's going, sir. I do not enjoy this at all. But no, I don't know the legal ramifications to to not disclosing. I know that there's guidelines, at least here in the United States, that states if you're being sponsored and what counts as sponsorship and, and how well you have to let people know that you're being sponsored. I would always say err on but the side of caution. what constitutes a sponsorship? That's my question to you is what constitutes a sponsorship? I think Really, any, truly, honestly. Honestly, I would say that anytime you get something for free <clears throat> with, the, with the explicit purpose of of um even a, a verbal or non-verbal contract that you're going to play this game and and it was provided to you by a company that is selling that product you have to let people know i think so then if i to. if i go on stream at, at 11 o'clock on on wednesday nights and i just got done working at the restaurant and my boss gives me a free pizza do i need to let my stream know that the stream is sponsored by the company that i work for because they fed me prior to my stream no, I would say because it's a different medium. Like, if I, you could be like anybody that lives in the blah, blah, blah area, and you go to blah, 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 blah place. They have good food. Like, that would be about as far as you'd have to go, because I obviously can't go and get pizza from wherever okay, you so, got pizza. So let me let me ask you this, then. What is the difference between a $10 pizza and an $8 Steam game? I, I think the difference is, is that just based on the medium in which you're you're exposing that product you're you're showing that product if I do social okay if I do social eating here we go I've got this argument and guys I'm throwing this on Cather right now live in front of the Twitch audience and on the That's podcast fine. I know exactly so, where you're going with this so I log into social eating and I bring my pizza home from my place of business where I work flipping pizzas one night a week and I sit down and I tilt my cam down and I've got my pizza sitting there because I'm following Twitch's rules and I say that I'm going to eat my pizza. Now, if that pizza was provided by the company I work for, for free, and I use it as a stream prop, if I'm doing social eating, do I need to divulge the same way as I would for a video game? Absolutely not. Why not? Because... How is it any different? No, because there is... There's um, there's just an implicit agreement that when you were picked by this company to be given a game based on what you do now based okay. on being a twitch they found you they gave you a game now the non-verbally and subconsciously they are telling you play this game on stream to give us advertisements there is a, a very clear purpose behind what they're doing they're not giving it to you because you're pretty they're giving it to you because you have an audience of 1100 or 2000 or 10,000 followers or however many it be they know you're going to play this game they're, they know this game is coming out and nobody else has it. They know they're going to get the views off of you, and they know you're going to play it because no one else is playing. So it. then, so then, when somebody like Lyric or Summit or one of these, or, or uh, um, what's the other guy that's big in the social eating right now? I can't even think of his name. When they go on, and these companies are giving them gift cards to go eat their food on social eating, and they're buying food from this place and they're eating it on social eating, do they have to disclose then? Absolutely, absolutely. Once once the product is given because of what you do and not 
who you are. Like, say so I- a product is a product no matter what, whether it's a video game, whether it's a, a free absolutely. chair, whether it's a shirt, whether it's, so I can't wear a shirt that a, a uh, like a Jinx gave me onto stream without divulging the fact that my shirt was given to me from Jinx and this is a, a sponsored product. Okay, and now this- So this, where does the line draw? All right, this brings it to a different point that I think is really important. This is why you have um, a completely separate email for everything revolving around your Twitch channel. You I have agree. you have completely different business ties. If that email came to my my email at gmail.com, my personal email, different. If it came to CadlerDraven at gmail.com, that means the only way they found me was based on what I did on, on Twitch, which means this is a business dealing at that point. It's not, okay. they're not doing it because okay. I'm cool. Uh, do you disagree? Am I am I way off? I what? see. How do you feel I see about the this? long and short of it. I guess to me, I I understand that I need to divulge when a developer gives me a sponsorship for a game or this or that, or I'm being paid. I see. To me, I see it more as I'm being paid to play a title, and being paid to play a title is different than than somebody saying, "Hey, here's a key." And I know this is not going to sound ethic, but ethical, but it, somebody gave me a key and said, hey, try my game out. If you like it, do whatever you want with it. You want to stream it? You don't want to stream it? I don't care. Up to you. No big deal. Because I've been given keys by developers that I've never even touched on stream. And I will tell people when I play them on stream because I feel there's an ethics level to it. But in the same fact, if there's no pressure behind it and I'm not being paid and I'm not being forced to do this and there is no contractual obligation, how much is it really... Um, there's a social, there's a social contract to it though. Like nobody, you know, dude, you came from Hollywood. Nothing is given to people for free. There is always oh, an angle. It is. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. There's an angle though. There's always free. an angle. They give you things right. to either garner favor. They give you things to get you on their side. Nothing is ever given for free. There is always a catch to it. Tan always. snaffle. Tan snaffle. Tan snaffle. Is that a new type of snaffle drink? No, Tan The Red Snapple. Button Podcast now hopefully brought to you by Snapple. Drink the juice. Just putting that one out there. And Red Robin. Um, <laughs> no, Tan Snaffle is an acronym that we learn out there in Hollywood, Mr. Businessman. And it's an acronym that stands for there's no such thing as a free lunch. There you go. Yeah. And that's that, business. There you go. Yeah. That's business, baby. That doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. Look at NCAA football players. They can't be paid, but they eat pretty goddamn well. Yeah. And then they get their title suspended from that school for five years because they broke every ethics rule that the NCAA has. Like, because they didn't divulge that free meal. They didn't divulge that car. Okay, so let me ask you, when a viewer gives you a, t a game, when I turn around and I give you Choice Chamber, do you have to divulge the fact that I gave you Choice Chamber? Is there no. some kind of sponsorship? No, because they don't stand to make any profit from me playing the game. Yes, they do. They do Absolutely, not. they do. Uh -huh. If you buy me a game, I don't have to... You do. If I okay. buy you a game and you play the game and you say that that you giving variety, you giving uh, raised attention to this game on Twitch doesn't give people a, a reason to buy a game, you're crazy there. No, 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 no. See, if you give me a game, you don't stand to make any money. You don't. Absolutely, I do. Well, Absolutely, I do. Because no. because then you're going to say, hey, Lanthios gave me La this game, which I'm going to try yeah, out. See? And guess what? Then people come to Lanthios' channel, and then Lanthios gets more channel views, and then potentially more revenue comes in, more sponsorships, or more, I'm sorry, not sponsorships, more more um, more uh, subscriptions, more donations. So I do stand to make money off of it. No. So where does this money train end as far as having to divulge what you I it, you it's, see the, you no, see this? It's got to be, it's got to be because... 
the company is the one providing the gift, right? So they stand to make more revenue on sales. You stand to make passive okay. revenue through donations. You're not tied to the game like at all. Scheme. Huh? It's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, but it can be. But see, now here's the difference. And you also, this is another thing you have to look at. Did Lanthios buy Cadler Drave in the game? Or did my friend, whose name I won't divulge, buy me the game? Did you buy me the game because I'm Cadler Draven? Or did you buy me the game because we're friends? Okay. Now, if you bought me the game, if, if somebody else bought me the game, say say one of the developers that we know gave me a game, right? I would yes. 100% every single time say that that person gave me that game because of the ties that he has. Absolutely, without question. It's Are all we talking about, about who I think product. we're talking about? Absolutely, we're talking about okay. who we're talking about. Okay, okay. But I, you, I think you have to. I think it starts with whoever is developing the product giving the game to somebody for the written or unwritten reason to play that game on stream. And that goes back to how did you contact the person? If they emailed my Cadler Draven email, absolutely, I have to divulge it because Cadler Draven is not just me. Cadler Draven is an entity. Cadler Draven is a personality. Cadler Draven is is its own, hopefully one day, business-type product. You know what I mean? So I think there okay. is a level that you have to treat yourself in that instance as an, as an entity, as a corporation almost. You can't look at yourself as you anymore. you got to look at you as a name. As a product, as a company, as a exactly. face, yes. So I think you... Just to cover your ass, I think you should absolutely divulge. Anytime a company gives you something, you have to divulge it. Anytime an LLC or an incorporation gives you something, divulge it every single time. But you're not. You know what? We act like we're businesses here, guys. And I will I will say, yes, we are businesses. But in the same fact, at the end of the day, um, we are just people behind the screen. I mean, this is, you know, we may have LLC or incorporated for our, for our PayPal. And actually some of us do have incorporated LLCs, but for the most part, people are still private entities. So, but you know, the, but that's like, there's just to go one step further. There's like, we'll use Bill O'Reilly, for example, there's Bill O'Reilly, the man, and then there's Bill okay. O'Reilly, the personality and the entity and the guy that owns Bill O'Reilly incorporated, for example, they're two separate things and you have to, you have to look at them that way. And we could go to, I could take this to a whole political level, which I'm way more familiar with than, than the legal side of things on this, but you have to look at them as separate. I, I think you have to, right? Like it's, it, even if you don't technically have to, is it not safer to do so? True. I think, I think you have to, or you could end up in some serious, uh, you can, issues. you absolutely can, and I'm playing, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but but oh, absolutely. guys, just absolutely. be careful with that. And we are not lawyers; we are just no, two God idiot no. streamers sitting here having fun with this topic. God no, um, don't subpoena me. Said, You're screwed if you send me to court. I have no idea. I sweat, <laughs> I stutter. It's terrible for everything. There has been enough drama on this topic, and yes, I use the word drama intentionally there. Um, let's discuss the the. Uh, 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 this has been a bad episode for me, guys. Usually, I'm never at a loss to words to say. Um, do you Cadler, want me to, please do you want me to do it? I'll do take it. it over, Cadler, but please be gentle. I will be, be gentle, gentle. Cadler. I am. I am. I will caress. I will. I will be very soft about this. Please so, be gentle, Cadler. So, um, a lot of you might know if you're if you're into the community, 
as a whole, not just Twitch, but but the YouTube side of things and the gaming side of things as a whole, that there was some serious drama that went down where a couple of very large YouTubers um, started a company, failed to disclose the fact that they own that company, um, and did not inform people that they were essentially sponsoring themselves for their YouTube videos. And do you do you talk about that? Like, it's do you embrace that? Is that something that you should be comfortable with i'm i'm a little unsure of, of how to no. approach it no no just leave it at the door like trump and hillary and immigration and you know gay pride and all of those issues don't go near it it's toxic it's like it's like putting a bowl of rat poison on the corner of the floor and hoping somebody doesn't lick it no so you you view drama as a community, and I use community, when I say community, I mean Twitch and YouTube, because I would say those are the two biggest proprietors of what we kind of do. Yes. So you would just avoid discussing the drama ever. You'd never even bring it up. Publicly, yes. Once again, we're discussing about having a public, public face and public, a private face. Publicly, absolutely. Publicly, yes. I wouldn't go near it with a 100-foot pole. No way in hell. I, I, And then on top of that, guys, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this because not as a, ooh, I'm scared, but there are some pretty scary people involved in what's going on with the drama that could theoretically make your life hell, and they're doing some not-so-ethical thing. And you know what? The guy with ethics is never going to win against the guy without ethics. Absolutely Sorry. not. So this is one of those things that, to me, I don't like to go near the topic. I don't like to discuss it publicly. Even this conversation is making me nervous. See, it doesn't make me nervous because we're not talking about individuals. We're talking, well, one, we're talking about an actual legal court case in the in Oh, no, the, no. We're talking YouTube about thing. an individual in here. And Yeah, I know. But the, the YouTube thing, like the, the two guys, that's that's open and public knowledge right now. But there are extremely scary people out there that will do things like dox you, like encourage people to go harass you. To just be an evil, evil oh, that's, person. That's not encouraging people to harass you. That's live on your stream, giving out somebody's cell phone number, yeah. address. Yeah, just straight doxing you, know, you. Not even like their, a polite their, doxing. Their, their mother's maiden name, which is what most companies use as a security question. That is not doxing. That is sending out a, a army. And I... You put a target I, I on your back. I said too much. No, you said put, too much. You need to be careful when broaching these subjects, and you have to be aware of the repercussions that might come from it. Like, you absolutely need to be aware that there are people out there that will call the authorities and tell them that you're holding your wife or son or stranger hostage and have the SWAT team break your door down and yes. possibly kill your pets, which have ha yes. that's happened before. So if you want to talk about drama... It is such a fine line. I think you need. Yeah. Oh, it's. I would say. I, I think it's. Better. I think it's even more of a sensitive topic than you know the whole um, trying to stay neutral on something. Um, as I would say it's our, more dangerous. In stream, honestly, it's a topic that I won't even. I won't do it. I mean, I barely want to speak to you privately about my opinion on it. Privately. Yeah. Oh, let alone I publicly. That's something that you know. You know, most people have a lot of a lot of shit to talk in in Twitch that want to say, "Oh, I'm going to dox you. I'm going to dox you." There's very few people that I'm actually afraid of, and I would almost call those people internet terrorists. Oh, they're they're the most toxic they can of the toxic. your life. They can have your bank account shut down. They can have your house swatted. They can have you lose your job. Any number of things, and it's terrifying, guys. And people need to realize that this stuff is real. That people are losing everything they own. Because of oh, what, mean, it's just, it's a what these drama people can do, you know, it's crappy thing. 
So, Kat, you've done a 24-hour stream very recently. We're coming off the coattails of a 24-hour stream for you. I've done a couple of 12s, and just for the sake of conversation, we're going to refer to them as marathon streams. Now, do you think that marathon streams are a good idea or a bad idea for your stream? <clears throat> are they good for you? Are they good for your viewership? What? Why in the hell would anybody want to do a 12- or 24-hour stream? Okay, well, I can, I can tell you it's not good for you. Uh, I don't think there's no? any medical professional on the planet that'll say, yeah, go ahead and sit down for like 22 hours and play video games and eat nothing but junk food and drink nothing but coffee. Nobody's going to tell you it's good for you. Um, is it good for the, the channel? I think, yeah. Is If you're doing it for the right reasons, it's good for the channel. I think as long as you're doing it to show appreciation to everybody who got you to whatever milestone you set, um, I think it's a good way to show appreciation. Like, hey, I'm here with you guys. Every single step of the way, I will give you everything I have, including my body and my sanity to show you guys how much this community means to me. I think if you take it deeper than just, oh, he's doing a 24 hour and you, if you look why he's doing the 24 hour or the 12 hour, the marathon stream, if you want to call it the marathon stream, I think there's, there's so much to it. I think it's almost an intimate connection with the channel on why you're doing it for the channel. It's, it's. Intimate is in the non-sexual term of intimate where it's something really personal, something deep that that's why I did it. My community means the world to me. And that was my way of showing the community how much they mean to me. You kind of see where I'm going. Okay. Now going into it versus coming out of it, any tips, anything you have for, cause we, we are an audience for, for streamers of all sizes. Some people have done marathon streams. Some people haven't anything that you thought going in, um, that was different coming out. Anything you would have done differently, um, you would do differently. The next um, time I, I think I, I thought I planned well enough to get enough sleep, but unfortunately, real life happens, right? So I got woken up a few times while I was trying to sleep, and that really yes. screwed me hard. So I think that I would dedicate a little bit more time to sleep, and I would try to eat more. I did not eat enough food at the beginning of the stream to carry me to the end. Cause when I hit that like 13, 14 hour mark, when I hit that 13, 14 hour mark, I, I kind of fell off. Like my, my body wouldn't take anything. It wouldn't take food. It wouldn't take anything other than water. It really wouldn't do it. So I would say, make sure you, you stay hydrated. You take plenty of breaks. You, you eat periodically throughout. And I, I think that's about the only advice I could give. You've done a marathon. What do you think? I've done a couple of 12s and honestly, you know, <clears throat> we're used to sitting in our chair for 12 hours. Like me personally, I probably spend 12 to 16 hours in a chair doing IT work, doing streaming, doing game development in a day. So, but that's the, here's the, here's the common mindset problem with doing this is you think, oh, I'm already in my chair for 12 to 16 hours. You know, how bad can it really be to do a 12 hour stream? No, you're doing a 12 hour stream on top of your regular day. First off, second off, it's not just sitting in your chair, quietly slothing around doing your work. You are entertaining. You are speaking to people. You are out there with the voice. You have to be animated. You have to be interactive with your chat. And that does wear on you. Now, for me personally, I found my point of weakness was my throat. Giggity. Okay. It was my voice started to go out on me at about the 11 hour mark. Now, this was a while ago. I I've, I talk a lot more now than I actually did back when I did my 12 hour streams. But um, I, I found that it was more a physical requirement on my voice box that that wore me out than even being so tired. Now, 12 hour stream is completely different than going, you know, 18, 20, 24 hours where you 
I, but I started to get loopy around the 10 hour mark and I found just more food, more coffee. Now, I did it, you know, a steady stream of coffee. I would alternate every hour between a cup of coffee and a cup of water. So hour one was a cup of coffee. Hour two was a bottle of water. Hour three was a cup of coffee. Hour four was a bottle of water. And in there, every two hours, I would take a five minute break. And then at the four hour mark or eight hour mark or 12 hour mark, well, 12 wouldn't be done, but I would stop and actually stand up for 10 more minutes. So I'd take a five minute break and then I'd take a 10 minute break and I'd stop. I'd walk around, I'd eat, I'd do a couple of push ups, I'd stretch. And I found I was pretty with it. But like I said, my voice was the biggest thing for me that that went out on mine See my my voice oddly enough didn't give out i i got a little raspy near the 16 hour mark yes but otherwise everything i think everything went good but what really helped is you know and we always talk about about the word community and i had the greatest group of streamers all just jump in and and want to want to sit down and they wanted to play games and they wanted to just you know just chill and it was awesome it was so cool to have everybody we, we played some golf with friends we played some fibbage. We have an amazing we, stream family. Yeah, it and that helped. That gave me a boost that I was lacking. And then when everybody had to go, I definitely fell off the wagon a little bit because Is that what I happened? didn't. Yeah, I really think so. I what, what you're staring at me? Why are you staring at me? Just I'm I, actually looking at the screen. That's all. I I think I'd be like that this if I staring at you. Find people to play co-op games with if you're really looking at doing it. I think that would be huge if you can get people to play co-op games with. So. I think those are really just some overall good tips. Is it a good idea for the channel? Absolutely. Every now and then. Why not? Sure. I, I you know, if we want to talk numbers, I pulled good numbers. I, it was overall, if you look on averages, it was an above average stream. If you break it, was an it amazing down stream. into four, yeah, if you break it down to four hour blocks, I did better than normal. Right, so, so I think it was a successful stream. So both Cadler and I will, will will chime off and say that, you know, marathon streams are good for your channel. Just be safe about it and make sure you've gotten sleep before, you're eating regularly, you're stretching, um, and you're not overdoing it on sugary things. Candy bars are the worst. Energy drinks are the worst. Water, some source of, of caffeine that's not terrible for you, and good food the entire way through. Um, now, one last thing, as we're trying to do every week, we're trying to discuss um, Road to TwitchCon. So we're getting one week closer, guys. We are one week closer to going away to TwitchCon. We've got everything booked. Everything is gravy that way. Now here's where the fun part starts, guys. Generating hype with other streamers and with other fans. Now, I know personally, I love going into streams of other streamers that I kind of know or whatever and start talking about TwitchCon. And they're like, oh, you're going? Me too. This is awesome. And it's such a great feeling as a streamer. Um, it's, had, it's, it's really just, I think... Uh, you got to just kind of find out who's going, who's not going and start hyping yourself up, not just hyping, not hyping up the the viewers and, and everybody else. I think by by making plans, you know, like we made plans last night with a fellow streamer yeah. that I didn't know was going. And we're like, I was so stoked. I'm like, sweet. This is going to be amazing. Exactly. Like, I think now is really when you want to start making plans with streamers, making plans if you want to do um, a, a meet and greet with fans which that that could be a whole different segment on its own. Is that a good we probably thing should. to do? We probably should. I think we should definitely do that next week. So come back. We will definitely talk about, it. is it a good idea to meet fans? I think that is a fantastic topic to discuss. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hyped. Now, see, we mentioned the word hype. I'm so hyped for TwitchCon. I, I don't really know what else to say. The hype is real. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to a close. As always, Thank you guys so very, very much for joining us on this wonderful episode seven of the Red Button Podcast. And join us next week 
and we will see you soon. Take it easy, guys.